0: Tonight, we are... Tonight. Welcome again to Bottomless Broadway, where we talk musicals over mimosas in the evening. Um, <laughs> we're weird people. Um, today, we are talking about the ultra-hyped show Six. Um, my name's Sydney, and I'm here with my co-host, Christine. Woo. I'm so glad we finally got to see this. <laughs> I'm so glad we got got it over with cuz I really wanted to see. It. I was excited to see it, but I was like so stressed about getting tickets. I was like what are we going to do? Yeah, remember when but... we were going to almost go to Boston for this? Yeah. Well, also we were like this will probably play off Broadway because it's 80 minutes and how is it going to fill a Broadway theater? we were so wrong but also okay so i didn't get to go home after the show when i went to the cocktail making class with Devin, and then we went to a couple bars after many many people on the streets and we were like way out of theater district we were on like lower east side soho and a lot of people were like oh my god you saw six how was it and then anyways the point was this is that i met um a couple that had seen it in london and um, they specifically asked me if the theater was big because they said that the West End Theater was really, really small. All right. Do you want to give your five words?
1: Yeah. So um, my five words were it's not just a review, which is what I originally thought it was. But it was mm-hmm. actually kind
0: of a book. Yeah. It's not like. It's yeah. Mostly it's less of that um like that meme that you showed me that was basically just like it's cats but with queens. <laughs> it's it's like not entirely that. It's there's it's more connective
1: tissue in there.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I don't have five words, I only have four words. <laughs> it's really cheesy. It's like a parody of when Harry met Sally. Um I was going to say six is when Henry met divorce. <laughs> So the other thing that
1: I just want to say is we did see this in previews. We saw like the second week. So if we mention some things about like the performers or their technical stuff, it's very likely that by opening they will have figured it out.
0: I have a summary. It's not a real summary. Because, well, it's I mean, there's not so much of a plot, but um, yeah, and you kind I'll of, just introduce yeah, it for anyone yeah, that doesn't know anything it. about it. Okay. So King Henry VIII married six different queens. They're supposed to be like reclaiming their stories because their lives, like everything in history books revolves around how like the fact that they're wives of King Henry VIII. Um, They kind of do that for like five minutes and then they spend like the rest of the show retelling the storybook patriarchal version of the rest of it. And then 75 minutes later, they're like, we're just joking. This isn't about him. For the (laughs) next five minutes, it's about us. And I was like, well, for 75 minutes, it was about him. But okay. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Me too. Um, Okay, I can start with the opening number. Opening number is the first song I heard. Um, Yes. It was the Olivier performance, as well as many, many other performances. They just kind of introduced themselves. And we both
1: listened to the cast recording of the off west end version of this that they have out before we saw the show and before when i had only heard the opening number i was like wow this is super cool they have super cool lighting and stuff um in the youtube video and the lyrics are super cool because they're very smart and they use a lot of puns and a lot of like modern references and then when i listened to the rest of the album my first thought was like wow this album is kind of like in decreasing order of quality which i don't necessarily think that anymore but um i do think the opening number kind of sets you up for a certain expectation that's not necessarily continued through the rest of the show
0: yeah plus they have like pop slash hip-hop and musical references all in one song i loved the song when i first heard it but i was like mostly into um well i got into like the chorus later on but in the beginning when i was watching the v awards i just really cared about like their solo parts in the first song because that stuff was super cool but then it gets good too there's so many good lines like the um oh like the you want a queen bee? we got half a dozen yeah Do you
1: want to know
0: how we go So, Aragon. Yeah, she was married to King Henry VIII longer than the rest of them combined, like twice as long as the rest <laughs> of them combined. I think, like, extremely because he hadn't <laughs> discovered divorce yet, right? And then he was like, "This is a thing, and I can kill them." What? And then went crazy. Basically, she actually gets like a like a monologue it's kind of cool though because she goes that whole thing where she's like here's all the shit that happened before he tried to divorce me which is already a lot of shit by the way (laughs) because they locked me in prison for seven years because my ex-husband died and like where the fuck did that come from and then this whole time she was like but i took like all of it in stride she was like they locked me in prison for seven years and i was like all right okay that's fine and then she was like, and then this happened, and then that happened. And then he was sleeping with other people. And I was like, okay, that's fine too. And then he was like, actually, I'm gonna divorce you. And she was like, oh hell no. This was like the
1: song where when I first heard it, I was like, it's all right. It like just didn't live up to the opening number, but it definitely grew on me the more I heard it. But I feel like I don't know if it was the performer, the um sound, like I don't know what it was, but I feel like when we saw it, it like wasn't as Exciting as it was on the cast album.
0: I think I really liked it. The energy level on stage was like a lot lower than, um, like Get Down. Um, and I kind of think I was expecting something more around that level. Mm-hmm. But like the actress, I thought she was really good. Like she was really sassy. Yeah. And it's really nice that they didn't, um, like just totally copy like the West End actors completely because they were really different i mean like kind of appropriately i don't know if this sounds bad but like i feel like the western actors were like very regal they were like british (laughs) (laughs) and then i like the broadway cast is like a little more like um i don't know like hip-hoppy maybe yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah i think i i
1: yeah they feel more like kind of the original pop stars that um, inspired these songs,
0: and I don't necessarily think that one's better than the other. But I think it is cool that they like just took their own, like, adaptation, um, instead of just copying whatever. Yeah. It was. Honestly, the very first time that I listened to the sound, the Off-West End soundtrack, like I didn't even know that. Um, the queens were doing the ensemble Mm -hmm. even though it's a short show they're just all on stage the whole time and it's so high energy it's definitely like not easy yeah yeah
1: there is a um someone online was like oh like why wouldn't uh six do more than eight performances a week like it's such a short show you should just add more performances and everyone else was like no they will die
0: even though each queen has one song like they're all singing backing vocals for pretty much every single song and also like shout out to the band, which was
1: an all-female band called the Ladies in Waiting, which is cute.
0: And they're and also, also basically in costume. bedazzled. Yeah. Yeah. That was super cool. I also really like how every time they're talking, 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 and they say six and they all do this <laughs> six thing. It's you just like, like so it. fun. Yeah. It's like extremely corny, but so fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Plus they're like really good at that. So it was great. And they all do that same dramatic pose every time. Yeah. Um, except the time when they were tired like i mean the time where they were like fake oh, yeah. tired uh-huh. and they were, like <sighs> yeah.
1: Um, Anne Boleyn doesn't get as long of an intro, but they do point out like, oh, remember the famous one? The one that like everyone knows, which is yeah. pretty true. Anne's whole song was kind of very like smartphone and viral media themed. Um, and no one else uh-huh. really got a theme like that. Like she will say like LOL and stuff. And she like takes a selfie before she starts singing. Um, and they'll be like, oh, your comment went viral.
0: Do you know if they use a cell phone as a prop on West End because they didn't on, like, the televised version that Millie O'Connell did.
1: Hmm. I don't know. But also, I think the televised version, it was, like, done in a studio. It wasn't on their actual
0: set or anything. So maybe they just... Mm-hmm. Although it was a little weird because we weren't entirely sure, like, what century they were in because they are all dead. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. That, and it was okay. a little weird when, when they started talking
1: about, like, how dead they were, um, which <laughs> Anne does a lot after her song.
0: So much. Remember that really sweet time that he cut my head off? <laughs> so Andrea... Take a stab at that. <laughs> uh, um Do you know how to say it?
1: I do not.
0: I know bad. It's her Broadway debut. and yeah. um, She does something very different from Millie, though, because Millie yeah. McConnell is very, like, hard. She's, like, very rappy and kind of badass. She's more like a ditz here. But yeah, so this song is Lily Allen
1: and Avril Lavigne inspired, um, which comes through pretty well. I'd say, like, mm-hmm. out of all the songs, when I hear this song, this is probably the one that I'm, like, most inclined to sing along to.
0: That's true. I think, like, if you were listening to the album for the first time, it would definitely be the one that, like, immediately stands out. Yeah, I think
1: that's how, that's what happened to me, so. <laughs> can confirm. Yeah, that's
0: what happened to me, too. But then I kind of moved around yeah. like through the rest of the album. It's, like, the most um flashy song, I guess. In my notes, I wrote, and equal funny. <laughs> Solid. I'm honestly surprised you can even
1: read your notes. I like, could not make out real letters in your writing. Yeah,
0: I know. Oh, well, I'm writing in the dark. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so Anne gets beheaded. The character in the musical will not let you let it go. She's just like, hey, yeah. every, like, every t- chance she gets, she's like, yeah, so remember when I got my neck separated from my head yeah that happened but then uh jane seymour historically who was anne's lady-in-waiting i think was betrothed to henry the day after Anne got executed so yeah he moved on quick
0: He always moves on quick. Sometimes he moves on before he gets divorced or (laughs) had someone. So you never know. There was another one. I don't like forget the exact thing. But then someone else, I think it was probably like Catherine Maragon or Jane, when she was like, you know how much it hurts to have your heart broken? And she was like, you know how much it hurts to have your head cut off? There was like maybe one too
1: many because she did a lot of them like super close together. And then when when we didn't hear one of those jokes for a bit and then she did one later, I thought that was funnier because we, like, weren't expecting it as much. And Yeah. Whereas right after her song, there were, like, four in a row.
0: Uh Here we go. You sent him kisses. I didn't know I would move in with his missus. What? Get a life. You're living with his wife. Like, what was I meant to do? Sorry, not sorry about what I said. I'm just trying to have some fun. Don't worry. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. Jane. Her song Heart of Stone is like, not the most fun. It's like very mild. And they always cast someone that looks very like maternal. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, there are parts of the song that I like. But what really bothers me is that she clearly knows that the king only likes her because of her son. Like she <laughs> says it. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> The other thing about
1: Jane is, like, she has this kind of long intro where she's talking about, like, even though she claims that she's the one, the only one that the king truly loved, she's like, okay, no, but I suffered too. Like, my son died, and I loved the king, and maybe, like, he was a shitty person, but I still loved him. And she does this, like, monologue kind of thing, which I just thought was a little too long. I was like, okay.
0: We we get it. It's her preamble to her lame song. <laughs> it's just but, like I mean, like she's a good singer, but like it's just like because when we listen to the album, it's clearly like the most mellow song. So yeah. I feel like it's her preamble to be like, I'm not lame, I'm not weak, I'm just a girl in love. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like that's cool, but I, I don't know. The if title theme to
1: Crazy Ex Girlfriend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I do get it. Like I'm sh- like I understand. I don't like I don't like condone this, but I understand that like if you seriously like someone, you're like, I'll take whatever he yeah. gives me. But also like I wouldn't write a song about that.
1: I think I think it has really nice imagery. Like a lot like a lot of what they do. Like they say, um like landscape imagery. Well yeah like when the fire's burnt, when the wind has blown, when the water's dried, you'll still find stone. Um and she's saying like my heart of stone, like my heart loving King Henry was like that. Like, I, when everything's gone, like, my love still is here. And I think that's a yeah. cool way of putting it because, you know, normally you would think, like, cold as stone means, like, you're really um, sort of closed off and aloof. And so she's kind of turning that around.
0: Well, that's why she was saying Because right. people said that Henry had a heart yeah. of stone. Because but I a think bit. the
1: song just doesn't give her a lot to work with. And it's very mm-hmm. much, like, park and bark song where she just stands like center stage and like sings it doesn't move all the queens are sitting behind her like and like i was talking to my friend afterwards and she was like yeah it was just like after the first three songs which were so like clever and witty and fun like it just seemed like a total like like slam on the brakes kind of moment
0: it slowed shit down But maybe it was just, like, totally symbolic. It was, like, for a minute, England was at peace (laughs) with hating women. You know, (laughs) that, I will buy that. Um, (laughs) They do give
1: her some, like, really amazing riffs in the end. Because they're like, we got to jazz this up somehow, I guess. But Yeah. um,
0: I feel like it's, like, it has range. Like, the song has range. But I don't feel like it has, like so much technique because you don't you definitely don't need the rhythm that you need to like sing no way yeah you know like i feel like if i had to perform one of these songs like this would be the easiest yeah it could be a very good
1: like pining song except
0: for the part when she starts talking about how if she didn't give birth to a son he wouldn't love her like, <laughs> i don't i don't want to talk about that <laughs> just just go to the end
1: because like her No, we have House of Hawaii.
0: I do wonder about, like, why they felt it necessary to add this song. It's not classically, like, listenable to, but I like it. I think it has some really clever lines, but it's also just,
1: like, wh- why does this exist? It's
0: it's funny that you guys were talking about... Um, Huga From Frozen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because on the track, it sounds kind of similar. It's like, what happened? What? Where are the British people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, you were...
1: But yeah, when I first heard this, I thought this was Anne of Cleves' song. And, <laughs> and then I got real confused when her actual song showed up. And I was like, w- what's happening? But yeah, this is an ensemble number. It's basically just like, hey, before we go to Cleves, we got to tell you about this portrait dude. Because that's why he divorced this other girl. Because her portrait looked way better than her actual appearance or something.
0: So the lines are pretty cool so what the makeup contains lead poison at least her complexion will bring all the boys in um and what i really like because i was listening to like the off western version and i remember thinking that um the girl that plays jane when she gets the line that's like she kind of like breaks her german character and and in an english accent says um but we can't guarantee that you can still walk at 40 when they're talking about like the super high heels um Mm -hmm. and i remember thinking i was like oh she lost her german accent like you should just fuck up um but then i was listening to the off western version and they actually break character too and like go back to the british accent so i think it's literally just like it's like they're kind of like oh by the way we're posers we're gonna fuck your body up yeah so they do like go all like black lights of this and i actually laughed at that because it's
1: basically like a rave almost with six people um i thought
0: there would be like some kind of mask like some like pasty white mask (laughs) yeah
1: Well, what Phantom discovered is that it's very hard to sing through a full face mask, which is why Phantom has a half (laughs) face mask. So (laughs) they probably also discovered that, too. I did notice like a significant dip in audio quality for House of Holbein. I don't know why or like how, but like every other song, even though it's like a rock style and they have like backup vocals and everything, it was very easy to tell what they were saying. But in House of Holbein, I remember specifically for, like, lyrics like the lead poison, it'll bring all the boys in line. I was like, if I didn't already know what the lyrics to this were, then, like, I don't think I would have been able to figure out figure it out, like, during this mm-hmm. song. Um, so I don't know if they tried to make it more just like a rave in general or if that was, like, whether or not that was a conscious decision. But mm-hmm. um, I hope that does get cleaned up a little before opening.
0: I didn't really notice, but so my seat was literally the last seat house right in the first row. So I wasn't really paying that much attention to sound.
1: Because I was remember I remember being like super surprised at how clear everything else was. So then when this came on, I was like, oh, this is like less clear. So
0: just say yeah and don't say nine. Because now you're in the house. In the- You know how after the show we were like, well, like, like King Henry probably married Anna like after she arrived to England. So if he saw her and was like, "She's ugly," then how come he still married her, right? Mm-hmm. So I did some research because I was really curious about this. I was like, somehow they still got married and she got a fuck ton of money out of it. So I got to know what's going on. And <laughs> a policy so- in
1: Richmond, where no, we don't know where that is.
0: So, um and oh, also before the show where she actually talks about Richmond, I thought this whole time she was saying Palace in Richmond. And I thought she was just doing some remodeling. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, um so she is the daughter of like some major German duke who also is not a big fan of the the Pope. So he was basically like, Hey King Henry, wanna marry my daughter? We won't judge that you're excommunicated from the church. In fact, we'll back you up on it. And then Henry was like, um, maybe I do want your support. But first, I'm going to send this painter to you to paint your daughter. So he hired Hans Holbein specifically to like do this for him. Um, But then so and then the portrait came back. He was like, damn, she's hot. And then signed a treaty with the Duke that was like, "I'm marrying your daughter." So when Anna came, he didn't have a choice, and then he said really bad things about her. He was like, um, he said that like her face was marked with smallpox, and that she was big boned, and that she was definitely not a virgin because she had saggy breasts." Um, <laughs> Which historians believe to not be true because apparently Anna was such an innocent little 15th, 14th, 16th century girl that um, the next day her maids were like, hey, did you sleep with the king? And she was like, yeah, he was really nice. He said good night and he said good morning. Like, <laughs> what more do you want? And her maids were like, yeah, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so, so it was really unfair because like historians really believe that she was a virgin. Um, which I guess was a big deal to King Henry the Um, well, also not because he did a lot of
1: well pose, later. But it's remember fine. for
0: Catherine Howard, he like passed a law that was like,
1: if you were unchaste, then I can Have kill to you. Or announce
0: something. it. he wanted to divorce her, and but I think he didn't want to piss off the Duke and her family, and herself were like, yo, it's starting to look bad. This is your fourth wife. He and Kate Howard's like acquaintanceship also overlapped with the time that he was married to Anna which is only six months by the way like, he could not keep it in his pants for six months and um, anyways um, and then I think she wrote like some public announcement that was like I'm sorry I'm ugly um, and then in exchange for that she got her palace um, she got to keep all of her royal jewels as well and she also got like a millionaire's annual salary from the king Damn. What a life, so, man! Right, so um, so that's what happened. But yeah, so get down. Um, this was by far like the m- song that you most had to see staged. Yeah, I think. Um, I th- it's a lot less energetic on the off West End recording. It's like a very like chill, cool song. Like I still like it, but she's just like um, awesome. And then on stage, it's like. Very energetic and hyped, and I liked it a lot. The dancing is phenomenal, and the girl that plays Anna, Brittany, Brittany Mack, Mack, is also a great dancer. Yeah, so I didn't think she was, like, as good of a singer.
1: Um, and I yeah. think she does kind of have a bit of a hard song because she doesn't have, like, melody lines. She has, like, more, like, semi-rap, semi talk singing Mm -hmm. and so she wasn't necessarily completely on point with all her notes but like her stage presence and her character and her dancing like definitely made up for it but yeah so this is Rihanna and Nicki Minaj were the two people who inspired this which you can definitely see it's just really fun she's a great dancer Um, the
0: line that's now I'm not saying I'm a gold digger but check my prenup and go figure yeah so good I like oh Sometimes when I get to that line, I just, like, rewind a little.
1: I also <laughs> just like my horses can trot up to 12 miles an hour.
0: It's <laughs> so it's kind of like, um, like, Audrey's somewhere that's green thing where she was like, I want this giant 12 inch TV. Yeah, I love how she plays Anna as just like
1: unapologetic, like, yeah, bitch, like, my life is great. What are you going to do about it? Um, apparently this is Lucy Moss's favorite queen story, but she's the director and co writer. So yeah. yeah, she was like, Yeah, she just lived her best life. She survived all of the other queens.
0: And died of cancer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, when childbirth and beheading doesn't kill you, cancer's gonna be there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh my god, Catherine Parr died when she was thirty six. Oh, wow. That kind of sucks. Well, I guess you know, she, she also
1: died from childbirth or something.
0: Yeah, she married Thomas and then immediately died of childbirth, very sad. <laughs> yeah, see, I think the lesson for, like,
1: Tudor era is you can't marry the guy you love and have a child.
0: Right. Do not give birth. Also, do not get decapitated. <laughs> oh, she did that costume change where they just put her a lingerie. That was pretty yeah. cool. In the song, um, she's like, as he takes my fur, and then it's like... <gasps> And she's like as you were but then on stage they actually like rip off her clothes when he takes off her fur and it's lingerie and then all five of the other queens are like oh my god she's so hot and they <laughs> pause for like six seconds and then she's like it's fine calm down no one tells me i need a rich man doing my thing in my palace in richmond you you said that i tricked you, I tricked you. Cause I- Howard.
1: yes i think in general all of the back half songs are a lot better in person than they are on
0: just on the album um i mean so my top three is probably this one all you want to do um and then um no way mm-hmm. and then probably get down so even before the show so I think I like the the Catherine's part song was just like such a mood drop on the album, but it makes so much sense in the show.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like if you just listen to it alone compared to seeing it staged, I feel like the back half has the most improvement and the front half is like, all right, this is about what I expected.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Cause like no way was already very energetic on the track. Um, like don't lose your head is what it is. But yeah. Um, Okay, so all you want to do, yeah, this is my favorite song, um, because it's it's fun. There are a million innuendos, and um, I think it's really hard to sing. Yeah, um, Samantha Polly well. in the
1: Broadway cast. It's her Broadway debut, which is pretty incredible, crazy, um, and she's amazing.
0: So good, but, I love her the most. Yeah, I think
1: of my favorite, like all all encompassing numbers. This is my favorite number. I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite song, but um, it's the one that I enjoyed the most on stage.
0: Okay. I just want to take like 13 seconds to go through the innuendos they managed to pack into like one verse. Because it's pretty crazy. So like she's supposed to be super sexy. And then she basically goes through a history of all the men that she slept with. Started when she was 13 because she's super hot. And she married King Henry when she was 17 and then got beheaded when she was 19. So her life is actually pretty sad. And if I were voting, I would definitely vote for her (laughs) as the girl that had to deal with the most bullshit. We spent hours strumming the lute, striking the chords, and blowing the flute. He plucked my strings all the way to G, went from major to minor, C to D. That's like every single line in that verse (laughs) is an innuendo. Okay, that's amazing. Also, the next one, Francis Durm, um, and then she was like, "He made me his little sexy piece of ass assistant." That was really. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's only in the show. That's not in the recording. But then um, he even let me use his favorite quill, spilled ink all over the parchment. My wrist was so tired. Penis.
1: I I liked um, in person seeing sort of the devolution of her mental state. Cause as yeah. she's singing about this, she's starting to realize like how much she was being taken advantage of, and like mm-hmm. there was one verse where it seemed like she was getting tired. Like the, I thought the actress at first was getting tired, and it's actually just like the character is like starting to realize like how horrified she is, and um, and she has like kind of this breakdown, which is a little bit awkward in terms of like tone and the overall pace of the show, but. Which I thought she handled really well, and I like being able to see that because all of the other songs are kind of just like a, like a kind of like a pop song. Like you don't really advance a character; it's just like a, a showcase. Yeah. And here you actually get to see like a whole arc.
0: And I definitely credit like a lot of that to like Samantha Paulie herself. The reason why I say, like, I think, like, Samantha Pauly does a great job with this role is because, like, as far as songs go, um, the ending of the song is fairly angry. And I think it's closer to, like, what we would have expected um, after listening to Ex-Wives. But you can't really tell that from the album either. Because, like, it really just starts from that one line where she's talking about, um, like, the king's friend like the last guy Mm -hmm. and then she's just saying that like well it's really hard being a queen because like king henry's not a great guy and but one of his friends is like a really nice confidant of me and she like in the show she emphasizes just friends no chemistry and then like that's kind of where it starts and then she does that really dramatic um acting and the dancing is really cool because all the other queens are kind of like acting as predators and like putting their hands on her Mm-hmm. And she freaks out. But yeah, it's so much better stage. And there is like the ending is awkward because it doesn't really flow with the rest of the show because she has a breakdown and then they just continue on I'm like what? Yeah, um, I really hope they fix that after like before opening night. Yeah, I don't know what they would do there because they still kind
1: of have another. But I feel like they could have just like rewritten the book transition a little bit to be like Catherine Parr maybe is like trying to help her while everyone else is fighting mm-hmm. or something
0: like that um i also wrote that samantha polly was an amazing and very effortless dancer because i don't think she's like as like dancey as um britney mac but like when she dances it just like it feels really effortless and when she sings it feels really effortless yeah, like she never feels like she's straining she like when she belts you like don't even
1: realize she's belting until you like kind of think about it you're like that sounds like it should be really hard but she just looks like she's like you know just casually letting letting it out
0: yeah and not only is it very impressive it kind of like fits her characterization or at least like she's made it fit into her characterization or she's just like yeah i'm hot and i'm so cool yeah um and it it works really well and i really like her dancing as well it's just like really smooth and she's like not putting in a lot of effort but it's great yeah Um, This is also the TikTok song
1: that, like, is apparently super viral. Um, And it's it's just that one part. The only thing you want to do
0: is... (sighs) Yeah, that didn't work out. So I decided to have a break from boys, and you'll never guess who I met. Tall, large, Henry VIII, Supreme Head of the Church of England.
1: And apparently it's like, all these girls on TikTok... Showing, like, a picture of their ex-boyfriend or whatever for the, um, like, all you want to do is. And then they're like, yeah, that didn't really work out. And then they show off their new boyfriend when they when she's, like, talking about Henry. Which I think is hilarious. Um, apparently, fun. a lot of gay guys also do it. And they do, like, a girl at first. And then they, like, come out with a guy or something for, like. And then I met Henry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, because they're all breakup songs, like, I don't know if I would have expected this one. To I expected "Lose like, Your Girl. Head" actually really? to be the TikTok I mean, song, because
1: you know, like, like the major TikTok songs are this one, "Girl Scout" from Beetlejuice is apparently a big one, along with "Say My Name" yeah. and um that beautiful sound I think, and it's just like like weird kind of kooky things that you can either dance to or like create a mini story too or something i still don't really understand how tiktok works it's wild
0: me neither but speaking of how like the well the part in the song when katherine howard talks about henry like both her and anna i love when they're just like well he's just a fat ugly old man Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she's like and she's like honestly like it's not the beard you would expect from a monarch (laughs) people that don't groom all men need to do is groom like, I always talk about that, like, the way that the Beast dresses up for Belle, it's just by wearing clothes that fit and brushing his mane. <laughs> like, that's all they did in the live action movie, and it worked. And that's all guys need to do, too. Just, yep. like, you know, just figure it out. Everyone in like, all of college
1: decides to grow a beard, and every time, I'm like, I honestly
0: thought you all looked better before that like i think about this so often i'm like i would be such a hot guy if i put in like one fifth as much effort as i do now all right well this is ariana grande song and Britney Spears. i think i think it comes through to be honest i can
1: definitely see the britney a little more than ariana grande they definitely dress her kind of like both like the ponytail is like she
0: does the high ponytail yeah. yeah
1: and like the the skirt is also kind of like an um ariana grande thing
0: their outfits are so cute and also very flattering and so pretty all you wanna do all you wanna do baby please me squeeze me but and the bees me run your fingers through my hair tell me I'm-
1: Okay, Catherine Parr. So she does this whole shtick about like, she doesn't want to be part of this competition anymore because it's just like woman fighting against woman. And she's like, why are we doing this? We're like basically letting Henry win. And then they're like, boo, you like, you suck. You're not participating. She's like, fine, I guess I'll sing a song. She's like, okay, yeah, I survived. But I was also really sad because I had like love of my life and we were going to get married or whatever. And then Henry came and was like, bitch, marry me. And she was like, well, I guess I'm not getting married to the love of my life anymore.
0: And so yeah, It's so confusing. The song makes it sound like he just knocked on her door. She's <laughs> yeah. like, knock, knock. I heard your divorce. Well, technically widowed. She was like, I share something with Henry. I've been through a lot of marriages, too. Luckily, I've gone through all of them without any decapitation. <laughs> they just had like a theme of dying on me. It bothered me even more than Heart of Stone because there is a less clear divide between, like, verse and chorus. So I was like, oh, she's just rambling. Yeah, it felt like that. And then it gets good when she was like, I wrote a bunch of shit. And I was like, all right, cool.
1: (laughs) But yeah, on stage, (laughs) it makes a lot of sense. Um, She gets the benefit of being able to, like, act it. And you can see her. And she's kind of, like, telling the queen's rather than just telling the audience, which is also more interesting. This song is kind of like in three parts. Like the first part is her talking about um, Thomas and Henry. And then the second part, she's saying like, um, I've told you about my life, the final wife, but why should that story be the one I have to sing about? And she talks about all her achievements. And I honestly like almost cried a little there because I was like, Yeah, she did achieve a lot. Like, she was the first um, female, like, published writer, basically, under her own name. And, Mm -hmm. but then, like, obviously, no one remembers her for that. And then she kind of, like, rallies the rest of the queens. And she's like, hey, guys, like, we don't have to do this. And there's this whole book scene in the middle. And that's why, like, on the recording, they all of a sudden start singing together, which it's also hard to tell on the recording because you're like, what what like, it, is this just backup now? But then they're all singing "I don't need your love," and so yeah. it, it's a lot more. It makes a lot more sense in person. If they wanted to make it two acts, it would be interesting if this was like the first act, and then the second act was like them retelling their actual stories. Can you imagine being like royalty, prisoner, royalty, nun, dead? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like what? What a roller coaster. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh'd no
1: see Henry yeah, it's true I'll never belong to you cause I am not your toy to enjoy till there's something new, um, but yeah, but like speaking of the finale, I also like the finale a lot more because originally I was like, why are they strumming a ukulele all of a sudden? Like what happened to these like badass angry women? They're just like, Oh, I'm happy now. I was like, What? Um but they do they do much better job of transitioning when you have the the book scene in in the middle.
0: Well, the book scene's like really important because they're like, Haha, just kidding. We're not actually fighting like if we're just friends and we're showing you how fucked up it is that you guys all enjoyed watching us fighting and I'm it like well got thanks a little too <laughs>
1: meta for me when they were like yeah. what if the show was just a whole conceit of like us showing and I was like you don't need to say that. But I think the way they did the finale it was really clever also in how they took the words of the original songs and like worked them into the finale. Like um when Catherine of Aragon is saying, like, Oh, I turned down the king's proposal, she's like, um, he got down on one knee, but I said no way. And so it's like instead of no way of like you divorcing me, it's now no way I'm not gonna marry you. And, yeah. and they like turn it all around.
0: And the same thing for Anna, which is probably like my favorite um like solo line of mm-hmm. this song where she was like, And on my tour of Prussia, everybody gets down. Yeah. That was also great. Um, I liked all of that, and yeah, because I remember thinking that, like, six as the, just like the finale song seemed a lot weaker than X wives because X wives comes off like so strong, mm-hmm. um, but in the show, it makes so much more sense, and I might even like it more than X wives. Like agree. in the show,
1: I think I like the um, the just like turns of. Free. I think it's like the payoff; like it wouldn't necessarily be as good on its own, but after you go through the whole thing then seeing how how they turn it around and how they can use the same elements i think works a lot more in its favor Put all about-
0: But Mega Six was disappointing.
1: Most mega mixes do not have good transitions. Like, look at the Share Mega Mix. It's not a good. They literally just like do the thing that DJs do, where they just like repeat the last thing until and, and then like speed it up into the beat of the next song. That's like what most mega mixes and shows are because they're like, we just gotta string this together.
0: Like, we're almost done. Because I didn't I wasn't on like the mega 6 recording hype of this show. Mm-hmm. I just like yeah. listened to the Off West End album and really liked it. So I'm kind of shocked that like that's how it blew up because I don't think I was impressed with mega 6.
1: But yeah, this is the second most streamed musical theater album after Hamilton, which is surprising. I
0: know I thought what was it 100 million?
1: 100 mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. There were a that's lot great. of zeros. I don't remember how many zeros. <laughs> <laughs> there were just a lot um i mean the album came out
0: so it came out 2018
1: and considering that hamilton oh, came out like what 2016 or something that's like twice as long
0: yeah anyways should we talk
1: costume? i don't have too much to say besides the fact that they looked great it definitely could have dipped into tacky with like the number of sparkles that were on these costumes like they just went crazy with the bedazzler but it looked really good
0: I mean, I'm a hundred percent expecting a costume nomination. Who yeah. do you think would compete?
1: Moulin Rouge, um, Diana,
0: because
1: they have a lot of mm. the like Diana costumes. Maybe Mrs. Doubtfire because you know he has to like turn into a woman and all that.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I said
1: maybe Tina because I'm assuming they recreate some of her looks too.
0: I did. I did tell you this, but it's super cool because I think they use mostly like cool tone lighting for most of the show. Mm-hmm. Um. And in the cool tone lighting, so they all have these like really hot boots with bedazzled like block heels. And um, they all look just like silver, like crystal-y in the cool tone lighting. And then in the finale, like the song Six, I think they bring up this like yellow lighting, right? Mm -hmm. And in the yellow lighting, you can see really clearly that all of their shoes are actually like their own color because like Aragon's, is gold, and then, like, Amberlin's is green, matching their specific costumes. And it's for every single person. And it works extremely well, because like, in Six, they literally sing We're One-of-A-Kind, No Category. Yeah. So, it's like, you thought we were all the same, but actually, we're wearing different shoes. And- yeah. The,
1: the two other Olivier's that they got nominated for, out of, aside from uh, musical score and actors, were costume mm-hmm. design and choreography, which... Sounds okay. about right, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely think lighting and sound they could also pick up nominations for because there's no real like set changes or anything. Like everything's a lighting call.
0: I am worried though because like I agree the lighting was cool, but lighting seems to always follow set and or best musical because I don't really agree that um, Hades Town or Band's Visit deserved best lighting in the last two years like it should have well, definitely been frozen Beetlejuice. oh okay um you know because i think hades so, town did kind of the like hamilton thing with lighting
1: where they made lighting part of this set well like you know when they did like the turntables and um well no not even just wait for me but like when they had the turntables like when they're coming out of out of hell and when ava like disappears off of the turntable and then when she comes back on and like the lighting very specifically focuses where the setting is
0: I mean I agree in the second time that I watched Hadestown I did notice the lighting a lot more and Bands Visitors is bullshit like, they <laughs> yeah, could have done was... that with no light they could have lit a fucking candle and the show I... would be the same
1: for that I was if someone expecting were like, once on this island to get lighting
0: if someone were like I saw this show during the blackout do I need to see it again I would be like no <laughs>
1: Don't. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, I think Frozen or Once on this Island, because Frozen has some really cool lighting effects where, like, like when Anna freezes,
0: it looks and so also, cool. And also, like, and let it go when she, like, stomps the floor. Yeah. They probably have score in the bag because they have literally no one to compete with. Yeah.
1: So other scores are Mrs. Doubtfire, Flying Over Sunset, Lightning Thief, and Diana. Um. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, and like... Her- rose tattoo for a play uh, which i didn't see but i heard the score was good for that Oh, inheritance also has an original score but i feel like we didn't hear it that much so i don't even know if that would register
0: yeah i mean amazing play but i didn't realize i didn't yeah um so yeah so i I think unless
1: flying over sunset is like incredible i think six is getting score
0: in the bag um yeah just quick background that is because girl from My country is bob dylan um, mm-hmm. Tina Turner is Tina. Mulan Rouge is a bullshit of crap. <laughs> Jagged Little Pill is Lonas Morzette. Am I missing anyone? No, I think you got them all. The big musicals this year don't have original scores, which is mm-hmm. pretty crazy, but also has happened before, so whatever. Yeah. Like that, the year of Memphis. <laughs> or the year that Sunset Boulevard won, there were literally <laughs> no other nominees for score. Mm-hmm. I mean, same for Memphis. I can't believe this happens. So <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: Um, kind of crazy. Yeah,
0: I, I also don't want to write songs.
1: I also have six <laughs> down as a nominee for orchestrations because I think they are able to like imitate the vibe of what they want very well in terms of like um, inspiration from pop singers and also like adding in that sort of That's medieval true. flair.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, I think
1: directors the other one that they'll probably get because. Oh, and we
0: got to talk about the actresses. Yeah. Um,
1: because in general ensemble shows, when they can't nominate the whole ensemble because there's no Tony Award for that, I feel like director normally gets a lot of that credit, which is, I think, why they gave Come From Way the director award. But um, as far as actual actors, my two picks would be um, Samantha Polly for Catherine Howard and um, Anna, Anna Uzel for mm-hmm. um, Catherine Parr. Totally agree. What we mentioned in the Jagged Little Pill recording, there's not that many people I can think of for featured actress. Um, Apparently, Mare Winningham in Girl from the North Country is also really great. So she might be in the running, I guess. But Yeah, um, because...
0: Yeah. we weren't we were trying to say um like patty or lauren Patton, but samantha paulie is also fantastic so i guess we're kind of building a category here yeah
1: yeah Um, maybe by the time we get to tony nominations we'll have a full category so like in the oliviers they nominated all six queens under one nomination for some bullshit
0: bad Um, move i think (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, Olivier's play super fast and loose with the rules. So because Patti LuPone won the Tony for, um, or not the Tony, the Olivier for when she played Fontaine in Les Mis. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah. And at first when I was like looking at the awards, she also did another show that year. I forget what it's called. But I was like, oh, I guess she was like just nominated against herself and won for Les Mis. And no, she won for both. They were just like. How gets the award? Like it doesn't matter what show she did; she just wins for both of them. Yeah, well, it was it was really cool that they had more like facts about the actual queens in the playbill. And they were like, "Hey, by the way, like if you want to know more about these actual people,
0: here are some fun facts." It was kind of facetious, though, because they'd be like, Anne Boleyn, known for beheading." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Cool. That's Thank how you. the kids
1: <laughs> learn these days. By, res- right. like, that's why everyone knows everything about Hamilton now. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Well, um, thanks for listening. As always, please subscribe and follow us at Bottomless B Way on social media platforms Twitter, Instagram, and you can email us, bottomlessbway at gmail.com. And let us know what you think, and we will be back in another two weeks.
0: Yay. Okay, bye. bye. bye.